the task in the beginning of Hilchas Hanukkah discusses the classic Shailah of the Bistasif, why the Yontif of Hanukkah was Nisakin for eight days if the Nes Hashemen seemingly only required a Nes of Shiva Yom. Just to review briefly the familiar terrets of the Taz and what will be relevant for this evening's Limud is not so much the details of the Taz's terrets as much as the assumption that the Taz makes and to try and understand why the Taz makes the assumption that he does in order to be able to give his terrets to the Kasha of the Besesif. The Taz says the following. He says that we find Motsinu Besefer has Zoyar. We find in the Zayar HaKadosh, Al-Pasuk Mayesh Lichi Babais. When the Novi Elisha spoke to the Isha who required required money, Kesef, to be able to pay the Noisha. So Elisha asked her, what do you have in the bias? So from there, the Zayar HaKadosh establishes, the Rabbeinu Shalom can only give bracha on something that already exists. Even if it's something which is relatively insignificant, the Rabbeinu Shalom can then give bracha to increase what is only small in quantity. Something which is completely empty. So the Taz, based on Azair HaKadosh, says that there are two ways in which the Rabbeinu Shalom can, so to speak, create something where it previously didn't exist. One is through what's called Bracha, and the other is through Bria Chadosha. The difference between the two is that Bracha, by definition, always means that something that already is in existence expands. Bracha Miloshin Brecha, it expands. Masha'inkein, something which is called a Bria Chadosha, something which is an entirely new entity, that can be created seemingly without there being anything having preceded it. So the Taz says, that in the case of Neres Hanukkah, the format of the Neis was one of Bracha and not a Bria Chadasha. Therefore, the Taz says, that in order for there to have been sufficient Shemen for the second Laila, the third Laila, and so on, there must have been left, as the Zayr HaKadosh says, some Dovar Muat, from the Hadlaka of the first Laila, on which the bracha of the subsequent Lailois would then be able to be chal. So therefore, says the Taz, when the Neirois burnt to the full extent on the Laila Rishayna, the Nais was already then that they didn't fully consume the Shemen. And therefore, on the second Laila, where the Shemen in the Nair was then again able to be Dalek the full Laila, it then became obvious that there had been chal, a bracha on the shaman. In order for bracha to be chal, something must have been left. So Klal Yisrael realized that the nais had already occurred on the first laila, 
that the entire quantity of shemen hadn't burned down. And then the nace of bracha continued on the Lail of Shnia, the Lail of Shlishis, and so on. Now, there's obviously a technical difficulty with the Taz's answer, and that's raised by the later Achreinu, Prichadosh and others, that then it would come out that the last Lail didn't require a nace. Because the, the nace of the first night was that the Shemin didn't burn down. The second night, it increased. The third, it increased. But once it increased and didn't burn and down the seventh night, the eighth night no longer needed the nace. We'll leave that child aside. That's not going to be the discussion. What we'll try and focus on, like we said, is not so much the details of the Taz's answer to the Besesis question, but as much as the key assumption that the Taz makes in his answer, Dain. If you review what the Taz said, the Taz said there are two systems of nace, one which he calls bracha, and one which he calls brio chadosha. The difference between the two is that bracha requires an origin, and Brio Chadosha, Keshmoi Kenhu, requires no origin. Zaktataz, since the nace of Hanukkah occurred through bracha, therefore there must have been some origin. That origin was because of what was left on the first Lila. Thus, there was a nace on the first Lila that the Shemin didn't burn down completely. And the obvious question on the Taz is, is how do we know that the nace occurred through bracha and not through bria chadasha? Maybe the shemen was a bria chadasha, in which case it burnt down entirely on the first night, and the second night the shemen was a bria chadasha. Hence, that would not require any origin, and therefore wouldn't necessitate that shemen would have been left on the first lila. And it's a pillar that if one reviews the arifas of the taz. The Taz never explains the assumption of his answer. The Taz posits, Taz asserts, that the Zayra Kaddish says that bracha can only be where there's an origin. In the case of Neiris Hanukkah, the bracha happened because of bracha, and therefore Shemin must have remained on the first Lila. But where is the assumption of the Taz that this is the case? So this question is asked by the Klichemdo, Remeo Don Palotsky, in Parshas Vayakel, Oizdalad. And he brings an answer in the name of the Imri Emes. The Imri Emes said that the basis of the Taz, that it must have been through a, a nace classified as Brocha, and not as a Bria Chadasha, is because, and this will have a slight digression into a sugya in Halacha, there is a sugya in Mesech de Menachas that discusses if chitim sheyorlu ba'ovim, chitim that are created through nes, if they are kosher to be used for carbon mincha. So the Imri Emes said that shemen that was created as a bria chadosha, even if it would have all the properties of shemen zayis, but it wouldn't have the halachic status of shemen zayis because it doesn't originate from a zayis. And therefore that shemen would be possible for hadlaka. So therefore, the Imri Emma said that the reason why the nace of Hanukkah had to come through the means of bracha and ribui and not through a bria chadosha is because a bria chadosha wouldn't have the status of shemen zayis and would be possible for hadlakas neiris. Therefore, says the Taz, it must have happened through ribui. That is what the Klichemda quotes from the Imri Emma. And from there, he has a very broad 
discussion with Rias Lakan Lakan from various places. If this Hanacha is correct, that the same way as the Gemara seemingly says that Chitim of Nes wouldn't be Koshal Manachas, would the same thing apply to Shem and Zayis and so on? That's the Tachan of the Teretz of the Imrihamis. Now, the Klichemda is still bothered by a question. True that in the case of Shemin, which in the Loshan of the Taz would be something which would be considered a Brio Chadosha, that certainly can't be classified as Shemin Zayis. That's true. But Shemin, which came as a result of Brocha, where it began from an origin, but that origin only contained a certain amount, what that increased to become also didn't come from a Zayis. It's also Brocha, which just applies to, some, to an, something original. So how have we answered the question? So the Klichemdo said that we find the concept in halacha called Gidulim, which means if a, if, if a plant has a certain halacha, a plant, a tree, has a certain din, then what grows from it can have the status of where it grew from. So the Klichemdo conceives as a, of bracha, in the taz, as the Taz brings from the Zayar, that it as though something new grew, but since it grew from an origin, it has the halacha of the origin. It's analogous to Gidulim. As I zakt, as I zakt the klichendo. So that is the basis that Imre Enes said of why the Taz assumed that the bracha happened through Ribui, through bracha, not through a brich hadasha. And the klichendo then has to be mechadish, that the reason why that Shem is valid to be used is because it has the din of the origin. The question which we'll try and address but is Hashem in this Limud is beyond the technical din that the Imri Emes has suggested as the basis of the task, is there something inherent in the nace of Hanukkah that it therefore should have happened through Brocha and not through a Bria Chadasha? And then if we understand that, then perhaps we'll understand with a certain greater depth why Shemin Zayis, which comes as a result of Bracha, doesn't have an issue of Shemin Shalmes. We'll begin with a seemingly unrelated question. The Rambam in Shemayin Prokim asks a fundamental shaila, which many Rishonim, who are B'nai Doiroi and later Wa'isakim, and that is how we understand the concept that there could be such a thing as a nace, as a change in the Seder HaTeva. And the Rishonim asked the question from a number of different angles. The first question that they ask is that if the Rabbi Shalom created the Bria, Mitchila, as the Medrash says in, on the words of Asher Bara Ali Kim La'asais, it's Pashas Bereshis, that the Rabbi Shalom created the Bria La'asais, which should then continue to operate according to the rules of the Sheshis Mebereshis, then seemingly Nase would represent a change in that Rotson of the Rabbeinu Shalom. And how do we understand that there's a concept of a Shinu Rotson by the Rabbeinu Shalom? Loi Ishkel by Yechazei, the Rabbeinu Shalom, doesn't change. So if the original intent was that the Bria should be operating according to a certain set of rules, how then do we understand that Kiviochel Etzlai is Baruch, there's now a Shinui, that because certain, certain senses came, that system now becomes 
now becomes abrogated and there's an, a, a, new, a, a different way in which the Bria is then conducted. Other Rishonim asks the question in a different way that if the Seder of the Teva comes Michochmosa Izborach, so therefore that represents, the Seder of Teva represents the absolute greatest manifestation of Chochmosa Izborach. So how is it possible to conceive of a different or so to speak better way in which the Bria should be conducted? So the Rishonim ask a number of, inter, of interrelated shilas based on the assumption that nace represents an aberration in the Seder by which the Rabbi Nishan ordinarily wants the Bria to go. And therefore they're asking, it's not possible to conceive of a Shinui, Klapov, Kivi, Ochol. Why should there ever be a basis for a Shinui if the Seder Atev has the greatest illustration of Chachmosli Yisbarach? And the Rishonim then suggest various answers in order to avoid having to posit that there's such a thing as Shinoi. For example, the Rambam says, based on the Rashi, based on Mechilta, which Rashi brings in Chumash, that the Mechilta says, to its original condition, says the Rambam that the Rambam made a condition with the Yam from Sheishis Mebereshis that will eventually, it will split. Says the Rambam, that means that in the original, so to speak, system of the Bria, amongst all the possible combinations of events that could happen, one of them was that if Klal Yisrael comes to the Yamsuf, then the Yam will split. That means it was placed in the original system of the Bria, that possibility. So when the Yam did split, it doesn't represent a change, it just represents another possibility. In other words, the Rambam is saying that Nais is a Shinui, and we have to in some way conceive of how Nais occurs in order to negate considering it as a Shinui. And the, the Maral in the Hakdoma to Gvura Sashem brings from a number of Rishonim, the Rambam, the Rabag, and others, who all were Nishabit in this Shaila, and essentially they all try to minimize conceiving of Nais as a, as a Shinui. That's the key Assumption that the Rishonim make. The Maral says, the question doesn't start. The entire assumption that the Rishonim make that Nase is a Shinui is incorrect. Why? Because he says Nase doesn't mean that the ordinary system of the Brio is put on hold and something else then is the, the system by which things will happen. He doesn't say that. The Maral says that there's something called a Seder Tachtang. There's the way in which our oilam, what we call the oilam atachtoing, is wrong. And there's something called a seder elyon. There's a way in which things occur by elyonim. He says like this. Ordinarily, the seder which governs everything that happens to Klal Yisrael, for example, is a seder tachtoing. Sometimes Klal Yisrael becomes elevated so that there's zoiche, that the seder which governs them becomes a seder elyon. And within that seder elyon, nis is there is not a Shinui. Nase is a different Seder. So Zot the Maral, we're merely exchanging one Seder for another. It's good to mention there, Chagav. The Dover Nifla that the Sasemis brings with him, the Chidusha Harim, that the reason why Seder night is called Leil HaSeder is because since the whole of Leil HaSeder was a Lila of Nisim, it's to emphasize that that doesn't mean that there was an aberration. It means we clearly saw was subject to a different seder. I'll feel this matter. 
And he brings the Maral. says, Kamavur Maral, that there's something called a Seder Elyon. So therefore, says the Maral, the whole question of the Rishayim is not correct. The Rishayim assume Nase is somehow putting ordinary Seder on hold and creating an Eseid, an exception. Is that the Maral? There are two parallel systems. There's something called the Seder Tachtoin, and there's something called the Seder Elyon. And when Klal is Misroimim, they become subject to something called the Seder Elyon. In, in practical terms, the Maral in a Siva Seilam, in a Siva Bitochen says that in fact, any Yochid, even if it's not absolute Nase which he's Eichet to, but he says that's a similar way to which Bitochen works. And he shows that from a Gemara Menachas. Betochen also works that as a person becomes elevated in his dveikus in the Rabbi Nishalaylam, he becomes successively elevated from a seder tachtain, and his anahoga becomes more and more governed by a seder alien. That's the Hagdor of the Maral. That's what Betochen means. The obvious question that we need to ask is that if we analyze it for a moment, it hasn't really answered the Shaila. What did the Rishonim say? The Rishonim said that the Rabbeinu Shalom, Ashabar Lekim Lahasais, established a seder for the Bria. And that Bria keeps going from Sheishis and Mebereshis. And that's the greatest Chacham of the Rabbeinu Shalom, and that's the continuous Rotson of the Rabbeinu Shalom. So what have we answered by saying that Nais is not an aberration, it's a different seder. So what? But the Rabbi Shalom's Ratzon is that, that the Seder that we should be subject to regularly is the Seder Tachtain. And that's the greatest Chochm of the Rabbi Shalom. So just because we called it a Seder, we changed something? What, what, how did we answer the question? Just because we termed that instead of Nase being an exception, it's its own kind of Seder. Okay. But the Rabbi Shalom's Ratzon is that the Seder should be the Seder Tachtain. And that's the greatest Chochm of the Rabbi Shalom. So how have we answered the question? What the morale means is that the Seder Tachtain and the Seder Elyon are not two alternatives. We have a klal from the Kadmonim, Malchusa de Aroke Ein Malchusa de Rikia. It means our world, Ta'olam Tachtain, is a projection of Dvarim Elyonim. But Elyonim, there's Galgalim, there's Malochim, there's Oilomois, countless Oilomois. Speak about that if one looks in the Siddur, there are four Oilomos of, of Atsilus and Bria and Yitzira and Asiya. There are Oilomos and Oilomos and Oilomos. And our world is a reflection of those Oilomos, albeit in a way in which we can we perceive the Ruchnius essence of upper Oilomos less, and we perceive the Gashmius element as more real. But essentially, our world is a projection of an oilam alien. What we're seeing in our oilam is not something different and distinct and separate from the Seder alien. It means we see only aspects of it. We see a certain reflection of it. Like, for example, a moshe that's brought often by the Balatanya, when one has light going through a prism and it takes that pure beam of light and, and divides it into colors. So our oilam perceives one shaft, one ray, of that much greater general oil. Zatam Maral, when our oilam begins to merge with the Seder Elyon, when Kalisrol Zoicha, the Aran Hogos shouldn't be subject to the Seder Tachtoin, but should be subject to the Seder Elyon, it doesn't mean it changed and we exchanged one Seder for another. 
It means we're to see a greater manifestation of the Seder Elyon. The laws of Teva that limit things, that things have physical dimensions and laws and are finite, that's all part of how Koichais Ruchonim get reflected in our Olam. But in their Makar, in their source, there's the, all those Klalea Teva, of course, don't apply. And all those same limitations and dimensions and restrictions are not, are not applicable. When our, when Klalisol is misroimim from a Seder Tachtun to a Seder Elon, Elon, what it means is, is that what's called in the Kadmonim, that symptom, what narrows, what limits, what attenuates, our ability to perceive the Seder Elon becomes a little bit pulled away, and we're able to see a little more the Seder Elon. And in the Seder Elon, those limitations that we have to contend with consistently in the Seder Tachtun on along there. In other words, what the morale is saying is that the Seder didn't change from Seder Elion to Seder Tachtoin. It means we are zoiche to see the background of the Seder Tachtoin in its essence, rather than seeing how it's reflected. This is what's Mavur in the, in the, in, in the morale. Nes is merely seeing a, 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 the source, the origin of our Olam, without, its, without the limitations of, the, of physical laws. This is what the maral means. So we're not exchanging one seder for another. We've really, we've merely just allowed, we've been able to perceive the seder earlier. We can give an example to this from Parshia Sashavua. The Gemara in the, in the end of the first, first parak of, of Bava Bas, in the end of Ashutfim. Shloisha hit imon The Revenshlam gave the three ovois, so to speak, me'enet, in Olam Habo type existence already by Olam Hazet. Avram Shenemar Hashem Birchas Avram Bakoil Yitzchak Vayitemoni Koil Yaakov Yeshli Koil from last week's parasha. Och Yeshli Koil. That's where the Nusach in Birchas Hamazon comes. Bakol Mikoil Koil. Baruch Hashem should be mevarachas with that bracha of Bakol Mikol Koil. Bakol by Avram Mikol by Yitzchak and Koil by 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 Yaakov. So the Marashah says that the term coil means something which is complete. How can there be something in this oilam that's ever complete? Every physical entity, says the Marashah, that exists in this oilam applies to it what's called the, the rule of nifsad. It decomposes. Every physical entity eventually breaks down to its isaylis, to its key elements. Everything does. Everything decays. If something is considered absolutely whole, it means it must be that it somehow has been excluded from that seder of what he calls Havaya Vehefsed. That means it really doesn't belong anymore to this Olam. It belongs to Olam Abba. If we can apply the bracha of Koil to the Avoy, says the Marashah, that what they had was complete, that can only be because it's not something which any way chisaran can apply to. And therefore, it must be That's a marshal. If you want to take it a touch deeper, in the Sefer Shari Oira from the Talmud of the Rajbar, Yosef Giktalayo, he says in the first Shar that the Ovois was to a brocha of koil. Says the Shari Oira, koil means a bracha elyoina, not a bracha from this oil. 
says the Shari Oira, because it's a bracha elyayna, so therefore, even if something is taken away from it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't subtract. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't limit it. It hasn't reduced it. When Yaakov Avinu last week's parasha said, Yeshli Koil, take the matama to Esau. It doesn't mean, says, says the Shari Oira, that Koil means I have so much, I'm not going to notice it. It means when you take it, nothing will be subtracted. Because since it's a bracha el it doesn't apply to it the dimensions of Olam Hazeh, that something is physically limited, and therefore if you take away, there's less. That just doesn't apply. To a Dover el all these rules don't exist. Marshall. In the Mokam HaMikdosh, there's Oindim Tzfufu Mishtachim Ravachim. The Besar HaMitbuchayim wasn't Masriach. Oron Eino Min Hamidah. We find when we reach the highest levels of Kedusha, when we reach a Dover Elyon, then the dimensions of Elam Hazer don't apply anymore. Why? Because something Elyon that doesn't apply, that no longer applies to it through physical rules, it's, it's, it's dimensionless. And therefore, the ordinary decay of Basar no longer applies. We're in a different dimension. That says the Shari Oira is called a Brach Elyon. Having having made this hakdama, let's speak for a moment about the the the, the, the oimek, or some of the oimek of the difference between yovon and and klal The Ramban in a number of places in Chumash emphasizes that the essence of yovon was to create a complete distinction between the Seder of Olam Hazer, the Seder HaTeva, and Kiviochol, the Seder Elyon of the Rabbi Nishalem. <laughs> the Rabbi Nishalem, b'chochmosa yosad aretz, b'shamayim, the Rabbi Nishalem was yosad, b'chochma yosad aretz, k'nin shamayim b'sibuna. But afterwards, in the Loshan of the Ramban, ozav Hashem es aretz. The Seder Tachtoin and the Seder Elyon bear no resemblance to each other anymore. It, it's a manifestation of the Rabbi Nishalem's Chochman Iflo, the Seder of the Teva, but there's a complete distinction between the Seder Tachtoin and the Seder Elyon. The Rabbi Nishalem's Seder Elyon, Kiviochol, is the Rabbi Nishalem's Seder. The Seder Tachtoin is the Seder Teva. In Kuzri, in Ma'amarishon, where the Melech is looking for a system by which, so to speak, he can become close to the Rabbi Nishalem. So when he speaks to the philosoph from Yavon, so the philosoph tells him like this. He says, the say, there's no question that the Rabbi Nishalem created the Bria. Aretz Umaloya was created by the Rabbi Nishalem. And it's the Chochman flaw of the Rabbi Nishalem that's reflected in the entire system of death. But the Rabbi Nishalem, who's the Elion Al-Gabi Elionim, infinitely removed from the Bria, has no involvement in the Elon Tachter. So how does one approach the Rabbi Nishalem? So the philosoph sets out a system by which a person becomes total intellect, divorces himself from his mitzias as a, as a as a physical being, and somehow becomes in the lotion of the kuzri completely dovuk b'seichel ha'elyon. He becomes a total abstract being, which then allows himself to bind, somehow be bound up with something called the seichel ha'elyon, totally removed from hayalm. That's the basic system which the philosopher sets out for the melech kuzer. And this really is the same side of the Ramban, that the fundamental kfira, so to speak, of Malchus Yavon is not to deny that the Rabbi Nishan was buried the Bria, 
And not to deny that Chachma Satev is a manifestation of the Chachma Elyayinu, but it's to say that the Bria HaTachtoyinu that we see, what we call the Seder Tachtoyin, is completely divorced from the Seder Elyayin, and Ozav Hashem is all right. And therefore, as the Rambana often emphasizes, the reason why Yovon, so to speak, or the Yovani, who's kaifer, that they could exist anything that can't be empirically proven, isn't because the Rabbi Shalom cannot change his Bria, it's because there's no reason Chasr Shalom for him to do so. Because there's no Seder Elyon, which in any way has to be brought into being in the Eilam in HaSatachtoinim. There's simply no rationale by which the Rabbi Shalom should Chasr Shalom ever become involved in his Bria. And therefore, Ozav Hashem Asaretz, the Seder Tachtoin, is a Seder Nifla, entirely dominated by Chachmosi's Barach of the Seder Ateva. And then there's a Seder Elyon, which someone who is of immense intellect, as the Kuzri says, and is able to completely extricate himself from a from his from a physical self perception, can then become Dovok in the Seichel Elyon, which essentially the 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 Kuzri. Not the Melech Kuzar, but the Chavar who's answering him says that essentially that's something possible for people to achieve, and therefore that's clearly not the Ratzin of the Rabbi Nishlein. If we're misbeinen in this, let's now let's now mima ayin, which which form of nace that the Taz sets out would be a greater indication to deny Chasashon the assertion of Yavon, and to show that the Seder Elyon and the Seder Tachtoin mirror each other. It would not be through Yesh Me'ayin, through a Bria Chadasha, because that's something that has no reflection of the The greatest indication that the Seder Tachta and the Seder Elin mirror each other is to show that an actual physical object can be elevated to the extent that it belongs to a Seder Elyon and is no longer governed by, in the words of the Mashah, the Seder of Havai and Hefzid. To create a new system, of course the Rebbein Shalom can. That's not, that's, not, that's not our, so to speak, contention with Yovon. Our contention with Yovon is, is that the Seder Tachtoin merges with the Seder Elyon and is a reflection of it. If we can show that a Dovar Tachtoin, simple Shem, can become dimensionless, that it can be lit and not consumed, then we're in the world of the bracha of Yaakov, of Yeshli Koyal. Esav, you can take from the Mincha and nothing's going to be taken away. Says the Marashah, something which can be elevated to the point that the rules of Havai and Hefzah don't apply to it, is hit imam HaKadosh Baruch Hu me'ein oilam haba ba'olam hazeh. The two oilamos, the Seder Elion and the Seder Tachton, are shown to be one. So therefore, the Taz, we perhaps can now see why the Taz says that the form of Nes by Nes Hanukkah was to create a Nes through Brocha, not through a Brio Chadasha. Because Brio Chadasha is, you know, doesn't indicate that the Seder Tachtan and the Seder Elion necessarily merge. In theory, could the Rabbin Shalom change the entire Seder and be better new Olam? Yes. Yovan just, Yovan just argues and says that there's no reason for the Rebbein Shalom to do that because the Rebbein Shalom, Chas Shalom is not much But we want to demonstrate something much greater than that. We don't want to just demonstrate that the Rebbein Shalom is much We want to demonstrate that the actual Tachtoinim are a reflection of the Seder Elyon. How do we do that? We take something from the Seder Tachtoin and show that it can exist in a Seder Elyon too. 
this is why perhaps the Taz says that Dafka, the niece of Nishanaka, was through Brocha, not through a Briya Chadasha. Now, perhaps we can go a step further. And with that, understand another way of answering the question why the nice, the Shemen was not Shemen Shalnes and is not Shemen Zayis. So we had mentioned that the Krichemdo says because we look at it as Gidulim. It, since it came from an origin, it has a din of the origin. But the way the Shari Oyer and the Mashal explain that the idea of Bracha doesn't mean that because something came from an origin, so therefore it, it increased. It doesn't mean that. The Shari Oyer and the Mashal says it means that something that exists in the Seder Tachtoin becomes Mufka, it becomes, it becomes Potter, it becomes, it, it breaks out of the ordinary limitations of Havai Behefzen and becomes limitless. The way that the Isha had Shemen, which wasn't limited, meant that simply she could keep pouring from the Kli and nothing was missing. Memele, the reason why the Shemen that of Brocha is kosher for Hadlaka isn't because new Shemen was created from an origin. It's because that Shemen never burned down. It remains the same Shemen Zayis. It's Shemen Zayis without being governed by the rules of Havayan Hefzid. So whereas the Klichemdos suggested that the reason why the Shemen is kosher is because it grew out, so to speak, it's Gidulim of Shemen. Lulei Dvarov, we could say, based on the Shariah, it means that the Zayra Kodesh is saying that where there's even a Dover Muat, it doesn't matter. It could be Muat, it could be more, it could be less. The dimensions are no longer relevant because only when our Oilam, our Seder Tachtain, is what we are subject to. Then, even though Bo'elyonim it's limitless, but Bo'elyonim it's limited. But where we're in the Seder Elyon, a Seder Elyon isn't governed by, 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 by the ordinary laws of, of Teva. And therefore, it's a limitless entity. And therefore, the Shemen is the same Shemen Zayis. Like the Shari Oira says, when Yaakov said to, when Yaakov said to Esau, take the Mincha, he didn't just mean to say, I won't notice the, dif- the difference. He meant to say, nothing will be subtracted. So therefore, we have the understanding of the Taz that in Ner Hanukkah, in a certain sense, a Yesh Me'ayin, although it's much more dramatic and much more significant in terms of how much of a contrast a Bria Chadosha would be to ordinary Teva, but actually, what's far more megala, the inherent kedusha of our oilam, is to show that the seder elyon and the seder tachtoin are just reflections of each other, and therefore a much greater, so to speak, contravention of the philosophy of, of the philosophy of Yovan Lahavdil is to show that ordinary shemen can exist in a seder elyon while it exists in the seder tachtoin, and therefore zot the taz it was dafka through bracha. That with an ace of Hanukkah was, and not through a, a Bria Chadosha. Because Bria Chadosha is something that comes out of the seed of the Bria entirely, and therefore it doesn't demonstrate for us that what we experience, so to speak, as part of the consistent Seder Tachter, really reflects and just is a, is, is a manifestation of a Seder Elyon. This is the Iker, so to speak, Chidush of the ace of Hanukkah, contrary to the philosophy of Yovan that our Oilam Tachtun exists as a reflection of the Oilam Elia. And the emesis that the Shlach Kodesh is Megale and the Yisrael Dvarim is in Arizal, is that really the Odom himself is the same way. Everything that we are in our Metzias, even in our very Guf, is a reflection of an Oilam Elia. 
our, even our, our very existence, our very tsura as b'nei Adam, is we exist as a reflection of a Dover alien. When we say that the tsura of Yaakov was chokok on kiseh kovoid, it means, and all of Klalisrol also comes from that Mailas Yaakov, and therefore so too we are all doime. The Kadmonim bring that the word that, that the Odom was made minha adoma, that the Nikod of Adomo is Adame, Adame Elyonim. The Odom himself is Daim Elyonim. Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chover in the Sefer Malas Atayra explains that that in, in Parshas Vayetze, the Chaloim of Yaakov was, Hinesulam Mutsov Artsov Roshem Agia the Sulam represents the Odom, who at once is emerging of Oilam Elomis Elyonim and Elomis Tachtoinim. And it's because, says Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chover, that the Odom represents the merging of these two Oilamis, he enables Malachi Eloikim to be Oilam Beyardim. He enables that the Tachtoinim through their Avoido influence the Elyonim, and it becomes the vehicle by which Shefa is Yeredmin Elyonim to the Tachtoinim. And we'll end, as Rabbi began, with the Chizuk and Lima Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Chover says, why was it that this dmus of the Adam, this structure of the Adam, this mile of the Adam, and the fact that an Adam enables Malachi Lekim Orlem Yardim by, through which the entire Bria is sustained, why was that Nizgala to Yaakov Avinu, and why was it only Nizgala now? The reason is because after Yudadalit Shonim and Shem Ve'ever, where Yaakov Avinu became Nisatsan in that is when it was finally cemented the tsura of an Adam in Yisrael, that he is a sula mutzabarats of Ereshim Agiyah and what he does accomplishes Malachi Elikim Erlem Yardim. But how? It's through Limud HaTayrah. Because Limud HaTayrah, which is the Adam engaging in the entity which is most alien of everything, Haray, the Torah was Kodmala Kalabria, and by the Adam HaTachto being Oisik in the Dover that is most alien, the Adam creates the ultimate parallel, the ultimate bridge between the Tachtoinim and Elyonim. The Sula Mutzav Arts of Rosh Hashanah is established through the vehicle of Eisek HaTayr. And Eisek HaTayr then provides the means by which Torah, by which, I'm sorry, by which Gimilas Chesed, and through which, through, through Tefillah, and all the other Maisei Mitzvah then merge Tachtoinim and Elyonim. The Odom is the epitome of Sula Mutzav Arts of Rosh Hashanah, the merging of Tachtoinim and Elyonim. And this is the limud in as we go into the to the to the to the Yontif of Hanukkah. The ikr by which we counter the philosophy of Yovon is to show that our entire Seder Tachtoin is just a mere reflection. Like the Balatanya said, it's a shaft of light from that great oil, which then has its manifestation by Tachtoinim. But it really is just a parallel, it's one reflection of what's what's by alien. And the etzem, our striving and our entire our entire life is to be zeichet to that darga of sula mutzav arzav roshim agiyashamayim that in ourselves we merge elyonim and tachtoinim. The primary vehicle through that is through esek atayra, and if we zeichet, then our ma'aseh mitzvah, our atayra, agmilas chesed, our tefillah is nisale, and we zeichet in return to yerdim boy to all the shefer and bracha and